Folks, are the Winnipeg Jets undateable? Well, we have three or four blind doors and wonderful candidates, potentially matches for the Winnipeg Jets to become the next head coach. Obviously, the uh, the doors have some names on them, and we all know who is on them, but you know the team itself has kept it very quiet as to which door they've selected. Apparently, somebody's already got a contract in hand, and all we're waiting for is for either someone to accept the deal or for another choice to come out from one of these mystery doors. We're going to talk about what is behind these doors and uh, whether any of us should even be excited about it at this point, coming right up on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. Or Locked On the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Lockdown Winnipeg Jets, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Thank you for choosing to make Lockdown Jets your first listen of the day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. As always, we have audio and video versions of this podcast available, so you can watch us at home, take us on the go, wherever you need us, we're there for you 24-7 every weekday. On tonight's episode, obviously there have been some uh, head coaching updates for the Winnipeg Jets. I'm going to be honest, <laughs> it's uh, it's not the kind of updates that I was hoping for. Um, it's, it's sort of the stuff that I expected, unfortunately, and I think a lot of folks... Look, I, I've gotten all sorts of Twitter responses. Some people are excited about the head coach candidates, and some of them are kind of like, yeah, this isn't really the best place to be. And I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think that uh, there's a lot to be optimistic about if we're being entirely honest. But according to Kevin Weeks, the Jets have now narrowed their second interviews and ultimately the final selection process to five candidates. Um, of these five candidates, I think it's actually narrowed further down, but it's really hard to tell because... You know, the Jets are being very cagey and uh, somebody apparently has a contract in hand. Who this is can only be one person in my mind, but let's explore the candidates per Kevin Weeks. So earlier today, he tweeted that the candidates so far remaining in the running for who wants to win a million dollars and become the Winnipeg Jets head coach, uh, maybe a little bit more than a million, let's be honest. Uh, we've got Scott Arneal, Rick Tockett, Jim Montgomery, Jeff Blasio, and Pascal Vinson. The Blasio mention just kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, I didn't really understand why Blasio was even mentioned. Um, apparently, he was just somebody who was added late into this process. This was like the first time that he's ever been linked to the Jets. And I'm going to be honest, that's not really a candidate that I would be jumping for joy over. Uh, Jeff, I think, maybe had a little bit of the short end of the stick at times with Detroit. But, you know, his overall body of work, not really super impressive. So. Yeah, Jeff Blasio, I, I, yeah, I was not really expecting that. It kind of came out of nowhere, and I would probably not pencil him all that high. I did see somebody mention, maybe it was Kevin or somebody else, who said he's got a real shot at the head coaching position, but uh, the updates after that kind of changed the narrative a little bit. So Jim Montgomery is one of the other ones. 
And uh, I think he's basically been eliminated from the pool. It sounds like the Boston Bruins are about to announce him as their head coach in the next day or so, which really sucks for the Jets. I'm going to be honest. Uh, I was expecting to some degree that Montgomery would be one of our top candidates. And that has kind of gone down the tubes, much like the whole Trots plan. And well, basically the rest of the offseason. This has been, <laughs> yeah, an offseason to kind of forget if we're being honest. All of the optimism that, you know, we entered with, all the excitement, it's definitely taken a bit of a 180. But of the remaining pool, uh, we've got Arneo, Tockett, Vincent, Blashill, and maybe Mark Morrison. I, I don't even know if he's been interviewed or if the Jets are just keeping him with the moose for the meantime. But uh, Weeks has kind of mentioned that Tockett appears to be the number one choice. And for me, uh, you know, Rick is a bit of a mixed bag. It's hard to really gauge his impact in the NHL as a head coach because, to be honest, he hasn't really had that many seasons. I wouldn't say that the sample size is small, but you have to think about the fact that he was basically taking over the Arizona Coyotes, and the Yotes had one of the worst rosters uh, and were just, a, frankly, a really crappy team when he came in. And I think he got them to play slightly more respectable hockey to a level where you might even say at times they were passable. Uh, were they good? No. Um, actually, they were just kind of horrible to watch at times. And, you know, that's not really changed since he's left. But they kind of got near to break even at times and expected goals, maybe in, in scoring chances for uh, versus against, but not really at a level where you're thinking, this is a team that's going to be particularly competitive. I think they only made the playoffs one time under his tenure, and that was probably owing to the fact that the Pacific Division over the past few years has kind of been a bit of a tire fire. So um, with Tockett, I just don't really see the tremendous appeal other than this guy is going to be a bit of a tough one in the locker room and somebody who's going to maybe not stand for what he feels is laziness or a lack of discipline. And... Aside from that, tactically speaking, I, I don't really know what he'll bring to this team. My impression is, is that he might be a little bit more old-fashioned, but it's hard to know again until we see what he does with the kids. Is he going to be like Paul Maurice? I don't think so. Um, and there were, some, there were some diagrams and things based on data around what his coaching impact is, and it seems like there are some slightly encouraging signs, but nothing that I would say is is telling me this guy is going to bring us to the, the next Stanley Cup contender, right? I think Tockett is maybe an all right coach for like an interim position. Uh, but, you know, ultimately, we're not really expecting a lot here. Um, but the interesting thing about Rick is that he's already with what, like TNT or something as a broadcaster. So, you know, that he is on the commentating staff and that he's in what is apparently a very comfortable position essentially means he would actually be walking away from a lot to come coach the Jets. And if I'm being honest, who would actually want to coach the Jets right now? Um, you've got a bunch of superstar players who want out. You've got a, a locker room that's a mess. You've got a team that doesn't really seem to have that much of a direction. And so Tockett does have a contract in hand, apparently. Uh, he is the number one candidate among this pool that the Jets have spoken to, but the decision rests in his hands. And if I'm Tockett, I really don't know if this position is for me. I know that he would want to get back into the NHL, and I'm sure that the Jets are a fun gateway drug of some sort to get back into this whole thing. But yeah, I, I'm i just having a really hard time imagining you know somebody who has been out of work recently, 
in terms of like head coaching coming into the Jets and somehow finding some miraculous form. Um, I think Tockett could potentially get the team into a slightly better state than it is right now because, I mean, let's be honest, not having a coaching staff to begin with, kind of a problem. Uh, but what would I expect from him? I would say just pretty average performances. Maybe that'll be acceptable, but I don't know, man. I've got to be honest. This is just really not what I was hoping for. If I'm being entirely truthful, I feel like the Jets really whiffed, and partly they couldn't do anything about it. You know, once Trotz walked, I get it. You know, it's it's hard to really be upset when Trotz was the one who kind of felt like he had a really great offer, but he just wasn't ready to return to coaching. But to see the Jets scrambling around and this being their pool of candidates, while Cassidy, uh, Montgomery, and some of the other top coaching candidates have all gone elsewhere, it's it's not a great feeling. Cassidy, we never really had a shot at. Montgomery, we might have, but I don't even know what the offer would have been. So uh, to basically have to pick from the scraps, it's just it's not really an ideal situation. And I don't think the Jets are going to be getting a particularly amazing coaching staff here. So, yeah, I, I, I'm I, not going to like try and downplay it too much. I, I think, you know, it is what it is at this point. And the Jets have kind of put themselves in a position where there's not a lot of options. I hope that Tockett is able to get this team into a more respectable state. But if I'm being honest, I'm not expecting the world here. But we'll talk about some of the other candidates and ultimately where the Jets go from here, plus some interesting news on who might actually be out the door for the Jets coming right up in just a little bit. But before we go any further, I do want to shout out our wonderful friends at BetOnline.net. BetOnline is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. As somebody who doesn't really do online betting, I've actually used their services before, and I found BetOnline to be super easy. I'll be honest, I didn't even know what I was doing. Um... I've read some guides on online betting, but it's it's a bit of a nebulous world for me. For me, and you know, as somebody who can only track so many sports because obviously watching the Jets is essentially a full time job in the evenings, it can be difficult to stay informed. But that's why Bet Online is very unique. They've got all of the podcasts, scores, news updates, and information all all that you could possibly imagine about your favorite sport. Whether you're into Major League Baseball, NHL hockey, NFL football, whatever it is you're into, they've got it there, all stored conveniently with all the latest updates from around your favorite sports delivered to you 24-7. It's really a handy-dandy way to stay up to date on the latest trends in action, so you'll always make the most informed bets possible. And honestly, it's just a great way to stay informed about the sports in general. They've also got other stuff like horse racing when the Triple Crown rolls around, auto racing, German and English football, plus La Liga if you're into that as well. No matter what your interest is, they've got you covered. And if you're not into sports, no problem. They've also got Vegas casino games. They really are the best spot for all the scores, updates, and news that you could possibly imagine. So get started with just registering for a free account at BetOnline.net on your laptop or mobile device. Because BetOnline is where the game starts. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. We are talking about some of the head coaching stuff that's come out for the Jets Obviously, a lot of very rapid-moving situations since uh, a number of head coaching vacancies has been filled. We saw Derek Lalonde go to the Detroit Red Wings, and Lalonde was probably one of the bigger candidates in terms of a uh, a really successful assistant coach moving on to potentially a pretty good position with Steve Eiserman, his former former boss, and I guess you could say new boss again of a sort. Uh, we've also seen uh, Cassidy go to the Vegas Golden Knights, and now it looks like Jim Montgomery is signing with the Boston Bruins. So. Suddenly, Winnipeg is down to like three or four candidates and not much to be excited about, if I'm being honest. 
Rick Tockett has been the number one option, apparently, and he is uh, basically getting to decide his own fate at this point because he's got a contract offer. So at this rate, it's just what can the Jets do? Before we talk about some of the other candidates, though, and whether these guys would actually be improvements, I do want to give you a heads up about uh, something else that's coming up. First off, just thank you so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. While you're at it, though, we do have something coming up for the NHL draft. I am thinking I'm going to be actually uh, live for this this uh, situation, um, this, this NHL draft. I'll have some thoughts. Uh, basically, it's right around the corner. And of course, you know, our team of local hosts and draft experts are going to be breaking down the draft as it happens, giving you insights and analysis for every single first round pick. I am planning to be uh, online 15 minutes after the Winnipeg Jets make theirs. We've actually got two picks, though, so uh, I'll have to do a couple of different sessions. I might just stay on depending on what the situation is and if there's a lot of engagement and people wanting to talk back and forth. But uh, at least for the first pick at pick number 14, join me 15 minutes after and uh, we'll talk about how the Jets are handling it, if they've made any trades and, and what's that, you know, what that's going to look like. Maybe the Jets trade up. That'd be <laughs> maybe not the best decision, but you never know with Winnipeg. That's a bit of a wild grab bag this season. But uh, to make sure that you're on top of things, be sure to subscribe to Locked on Winnipeg Jets on YouTube for all the latest breakdowns and live reactions. And it'll also tell you when I'm going live. So be sure to stay tuned. And uh, I hope to see you there on draft day. Now, for the meantime, obviously, the head coaching carousel is for Winnipeg spinning, spinning, spinning and not in the great direction. The remaining candidates are Jeff Blasio, um, you know, Scott Arneal and Pascal Vincent. We've already talked a bit about Blasio, and I just don't really know that there's a lot to say other than that. I just view him as a fairly average coach, maybe a little bit below average. It's, it's kind of hard to say. Uh, the unfortunate thing is when you're dealing with coaches who are a little bit of an unknown in certain areas, you can't really tell whether it's the team roster that has led to their lack of success or if it's just their tactical approach. With Blasio, I, th- I think it's a bit of both. Um, I don't think that he's particularly uh, tactically adept at a high level beyond, you know, being decent at his job, but nothing to be super excited about. Maybe in like the John Hines category or Pete DeBoer category of coach where they can do a decent enough job, but it's not like you're really expecting the world here. Scott Arneal, I would say, is probably my least liked candidate in terms of the head coaching position. As an assistant coach, I think it'd be fine. But, you know, in terms of a head coaching position, from all the stuff that I've heard out of Columbus, uh, apparently the players did not get on with him. They did not like him. Um, his record there was not great. He didn't last very long. And so for me, I just feel like Arneal, I don't really understand why he would be considered such a hot prospect for the head coaching position. But if he just slides into like a side role for the Jets, I'm OK with that. It's not ideal. It's a safe pick. But, you know, it's I guess at this point, I'm just asking for the Jets not to screw this up as much as humanly possible, because it it certainly feels like they're not really given a great pool to work with. Now, the last candidate, I got to say, Pascal Vincent, I think would be my choice. I know that people are like, we got to get somebody outside of TNSE, uh, a fresh voice to the organization. And I don't disagree with that. I do think that that is true. Uh, But what I will say about Vincent is I feel like he probably has the most room for growth. He worked with the Moose a lot, so he's you know used to developing young players. I think he'll trust a lot of the young guys a lot, and I think he has a pretty good handle on what guys like David Gustafson uh, and, and some of the other players can bring. You know, Jansen Harkins maybe will find a little bit of that uh, fiery spirit that he had when he was playing for the Moose. Maybe he'll get a little bit more of a, a well-rounded game under Vincent. 
And I think that there's a lot of room for growth with some of the kids like Sandberg, Heinola, um, Perfetti. Is it going to be a great run of form? No, I, I don't think so. I think Vincent is going to have a bit of a learning curve at the NHL level, and there's no guarantee that he would actually succeed. But here's the thing about sucking at this level, right? For the Jets, if you're actually crap and you have a terrible season next year and you make the you, like you miss the playoffs completely, that's okay. Next year's draft is super deep. This is an opportunity for the Jets to maybe quietly tank. And look, I know a lot of you are like, oh, we, can, we can't do that again. We can't go through a rebuild. The thing is, is the Jets might be able to, you know, expedi- uh, or expedite their, their rebuild if they make some really good top end choices next year and also make a few good acquisitions. I think that there are a lot of buy low candidates out there, especially RFAs and stuff who have fallen out of favor, but quite honestly, who should be really good candidates to bring in. Yes, a is one that I just heard is being offered for like a second or a third round pick, which for me is just baffling. Uh, Puyayarvi is a really great transition player and honestly a very talented playmaker. If you saw him against the Jets or against any defender that he came against, you saw that he was able to create space. He has this really great first step and acceleration that I think has caught a lot of defenders off guard. And because he's got such a strong frame, he can shield the puck. He can get into really dangerous scoring areas. He's just a guy who can probably drive the bus on a line and honestly be your distributor. So uh, guys like this, I think, are, are all around the league this year. And I think the Jets have a really good opportunity to be very smart about maybe softly tanking while bringing in some of these younger guys who are still in their prime ages, still have room for growth for this team and could honestly be part of a future core that maybe arrives in like two to three years. I don't think that this timeline is the most, most realistic, but look, it's it's not going to be like a five or 10 year rebuild. I don't think that they have to do that. Uh, but I do think that if they do this route, they are going to have to make some trades. But speaking of some trades, uh, the Jets are apparently not as willing to move a couple of guys as I was expecting. So um, we're going to talk about which players apparently aren't on the block and whether or not this is actually sensible for the Jets in just a little bit. But before we go any further, I do want to shout out our wonderful friends at Built. Uh, obviously, if you've heard me talk about Built Bars before, you know that I'm a big fan. Uh, I'm very picky when it comes to protein bars and stuff. Again, protein bars, a lot of the times are just nasty. I mean, they're dry, desiccated husks filled with Lord knows what, and half the time it's just not even that tasty. So, and that's kind of where Built really came in with the Built Bar. It's more like a candy bar with a 100% chocolate exterior and a soft, chewy interior. I've had a number of flavors over the past couple of years. Uh, raspberry dark chocolate is one of my favorites, but they've also introduced tons of new flavors, and they've got a brand new one called Coconut Brownie Chunk Puff, which if you enjoy coconut like brownies, obviously that's like a delicious flavor. I love brownie and fudge and stuff, um, but you know, that always comes packed with loads of calories. And that's why Built Bar is the perfect alternative. It's got marshmallow in it. It's got 100% chocolate. And it's super low calorie, low sugar, and high protein. Most Built Bars clocking in at around 140 to 150 calories, maybe 5 to 7 grams of sugar, and 15 to 17 grams of protein. So if you're looking for the healthiest way to have guilt-free fun and enjoy the protein bar flavors, uh, which is a thing you probably never say, Bill's got your back. To place your order, go to built.com and be sure to use promo code LOCKED15 at checkout to get 50% off your order. Again, that is promo code LOCKED15 at checkout at built.com. Be sure to place your order right now, and uh, I think you'll really enjoy a great selection of flavors. And as always, be sure to check out their variety box, which means you might even get up to 12 unique different flavors that you can choose to pick your true favorite Built Bar. 
Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. We are closing out tonight with some thoughts on some of the stuff that's been breaking around the Jets. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of news about the head coaching position, but one particular tidbit popped up that I think is very much worth shouting out. Uh, Frank Saravalli mentioned that, uh, in fact, the Jets are not interested in trading Mark Shifley. This, for me, is interesting. Uh, I've talked on previous episodes about guys who should be on the block or maybe are. And of course, Dubois, Wheeler, Shifley, Hellebuck to an extent, uh, maybe Neil Pionk, all of these guys had to varying levels of, of degrees, some trade value. Uh, Kyle Connor obviously is another guy who might be worth considering if things really go nuclear. But um, let's be real. I think the Jets are most likely to do a softer rebuild. And I think this whole news about Shifley not going anywhere uh, solidifies his approach. What the Jets are probably going to do is keep Shifley, Hellebuck, Connor, uh, maybe even Pionk to a degree, uh, most of the the core that they've got because they feel that they can kind of retool on the fly and be competitive in a shorter time span. The problem for me is that Shifley, I don't know, is the kind of guy that I would try to build around. A couple of years ago, I would have said yes. Um, unless his form suddenly changes under the new coaching staff and he turns things around completely, Maybe it is just needing to to have guys like Wheeler leave. Maybe the locker room tension would go away. Maybe we would see Shifley return back to his amazing play. I don't know. He's kind of at the stage of his career where what Shifley is is probably what he is. Um, so given that, you know, he is still an elite playmaker. He's still an elite scorer. But, you know, the rest of his play definitely did kind of suffer over the past couple of years. And it leaves you with a bit of a difficult choice because he's still on a really good value contract, but he's only got a couple of years left. Do you want to bring him back? Do you want to sign him long-term after this? I don't know. I got to be honest. I don't know how I feel about that. Until we kind of see what his form is like, uh, I just have a lot of mixed feelings about it, and I don't think that those are going to go away anytime soon. Unfortunately for Jets fans who are hoping that Dubois is going to stick around, it seems like he's definitely on the trade block, um, and it sounds like the offer that their Jets are looking for is something pretty significant. Now, they did say they're not going to move him unless the price is right, but let's be real. The Jets don't have a lot of choices. I think it would be very risky to try and convince them. And if somebody's telling you they want to go to free agency a couple of years out, you know, the Jets have been through this process. It did not go well the last couple of times that they did. You know, both Kane and Trouba forced their way out. And honestly, the returns, you know, they were good, right, relatively speaking. But the process that it took to get there and the amount of risk that they incurred before, you know, kind of getting bailed out by the trade packages it 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 wasn't great process is how I would describe it. So Jets, they're in a tough position. Um, Wheeler, I think, is gone, which is fine. I mean, Blake, you know, at this stage of his career and with his cap hit, he's just really struggling to keep up. And I think that that is not going to change anytime soon. And it just seems like he's probably done with this team. I don't blame him. I think the Jets haven't really moved the needle. And, you know, I don't think he's really the kind of guy that this team maybe he needs at this stage. I think he would make more sense on a real contender where he can bring some veteran leadership and not have to be somebody who feels he's got to carry all of the offensive burden. So go to a team where you can take a smaller role. You can still be really effective and you can contribute to a real winner while this team starts to move towards the youth and really, you know, the future core. But I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Let me know how you feel about Shively maybe staying, uh, Dubois potentially going. Be sure to let me know in the YouTube comments below or at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter. For tonight's episode, though, that is going to be all the time that we have. 
I just wanted to say thanks again for choosing to make Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. Next week, I'm sure we're going to have some coverage, hopefully announcing who the Jets are going to take. I'll probably have at least a, a quick Locked On Now, which you'll be able to hear on the Locked On Now podcast, covering the announcement if it happens this weekend or even if it happens tomorrow. But for tonight's episode, again, that is going to be all the time that we have. As always, thank you so much for listening. Have a great night and go Jets go.